Welcome to the Arts and Humanities podcast for Thursday 18th of October 2007. Today we are featuring an interview by BBC Radio Oxford's Danny Cox, recorded on the 17th of October. The interview is with Angus Phillips, Director of the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies. Angus talks about e-books and the future of the book. Thanks to Danny Cox and Radio Oxford for allowing us to use this recording. It's 13 minutes now past 10. Now, whether you're on holiday on a far-flung beach, cuddling up at night with your favourite read, or anxiously waiting for the latest Harry Potter to come out, there's nothing to beat a good book. But books are changing, with more people spending their time in front of their computers now. Who's to say that the book has to be a traditionally bound novel? Angus Phillips is director of the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies at Oxford Books University and joins me now. Before we begin, tell me about the International Centre for Publishing Studies. Well, we're based at Oxford Books, as you said, and we run a big um, MA publishing programme. We have students from all over the world who come to Oxford to learn about publishing, and we write about publishing and we do research into publishing and we give advice to the industry both domestically and internationally. And traditionally, Oxford has been a bit of a heart of publishing. publishing. Yes, lots of big companies here like AUP and Elsevier. So what are the options then? When I think of books, you bought some of them now, when you think of books, I think of traditionally bound books. I can't think of a better way to describe them. But what are the options? Well, there's a lot of interest in e-books at the moment. I've just come back from the Frankfurt Book Fair uh, last week, which is the big trade fair for the international publishing industry. The big consumer publishers are getting very interested in electronic books at the moment. And uh, I travelled back on the plane with Minette Walter's agent, the crime novelist, and she said all the publishers are asking whether they can get digital rights to the authors she represents. Um, And she said, well, um, but they don't necessarily know what they're going to do with them if they do have the digital rights. But there's a lot happening in the electronic books area. For example, Sony has brought out an e-book reader this year. And there were rumours at the fair that Amazon are going to bring out a reader called the Kindle. So you would actually have a dedicated device, a device on which you could read an e-book. At the moment, how does it work? Are these easily readable on any computer? You could read an e-book on your computer, and certainly in academic markets, um, you can get a textbook or a, an academic book on your computer. You just have a, a download the file and you can read it on your computer. That's very easy at the moment. The big question for publishers is whether, um, I've got my John McCarry novel here, mm-hmm. is whether I will be sitting on the beach reading my novel on an e-book reader separate from a computer. Um, and that's the question publishers are wondering at the moment, and they're getting themselves geared up in case there's a sudden switch in the market, like, for example, in music, where digital downloads have taken really over, taken over from CDs. CDs yeah. At the moment, how does it work at the moment? Mm. Most novels like your John le Carre, yeah. like Minette Walters, are just published, I can't think of a better phrase, but published traditionally. Absolutely. And, uh, so there's I mean, no duplicate traditional and e-book at the same um, time? Well, you can. I mean, you can go on the pub- larger publishers' websites now and you could buy an e-book version of some of their recent publications if you wanted to. Um, but I don't think your eye is going to sit down and read a novel on your computer. So is that where they fall down? That's the problem at the moment. The e-book sales are absolutely tiny at the moment. Why? Um, well, it's just uh, people tend to print stuff off. I, we talk about the paperless office, but <laughs> people with computers uh, naturally print stuff off at the moment. And you're not going to print a novel off and pay for the ink yourself, are you? So, so does that indicate that there's no future for e-books? Do they have benefits? Um, I think there's, there, is, there is some potential there. If we got the kind of iPod device for books that was really cool to have on the tube in London, there might be a sudden switchover. There would be advantages to e-books 
Um, you could have it on your mobile phone. For example, if you're going on holiday to Paris, you could be wandering around the left bank and having messages sent to your um, mobile phone telling you where the nearest restaurants are. So you could have a travel guide on your um, your mobile phone using GPS technology. Um, they're very easily searchable. And for example, if you're going on holiday, why take four or five novels in your luggage when you just take the e-book reader downloaded with 20 novels and you can choose when you get there which ones you want to read? I guess this is more a, a psychological thing because I can't think why it would be different. The text size must be similar. But for some reason, it strikes me that even if the text size is similar, somehow it feels easier to read a traditional book than it does one on a screen. Yeah, I mean, we still love books. It's cheap. You can read it in the bath. You can read it on the beach. You can fold over the pages if you're one of those readers who folds over the pages to mark <laughs> your place. You know, there you can pass them on to friends easily without worrying about, you know, it didn't cost you that much to buy one. Um, so there are lots of advantages, and printing technology has changed now, so you can actually print very small quantities of a book, even one copy. Um, and there's a new uh, machine that's just been launched called the Espresso Book Machine, which you could have in the Summertown bookshop around the corner, mm. and you could go in there and order a book, and instead of waiting 24 hours for it to come from a wholesaler, they could say, come back in five minutes when you've been to Summerfield, and we'll have printed a book for you. On really? Yeah, a 300-page paperback would take about five minutes to print. And it will, in some form, be bound it as well? It like a, a normal book, yeah. Good heavens, and, and they're out there now, those machines? There are about five or six in the world. They're obviously very expensive in their early stages of development, um, but there's quite an exciting future there. You could have it in your local library, um, your university, your school, or whatever. The publishing um, industry is, is very large now, and many people talk about how long and complex a process it is to publish their, their first book. I guess if it was an e-book, anybody, like any computer file, could create it and just publish it themselves. Uh, there's a big boom in self-publishing at the moment. Um, there was this survey in The Guardian recently, and being an author was the most popular occupation ahead of sort of fighter pilot, footballer, really? rock star, things like that. And everybody's got a book in them, it seems, at the moment. And there are routes out there. You can publish something on the web yourself very easily. You can publish an e-book yourself. Um, and uh, there's been a huge rise in fan fiction recently, people copying their favourite authors, writing books in the style of Harry Potter or mm. Philip Pullman or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, there are lots of ways for you to write your own book and get it published. And also... Self-publishing self is a good way of getting into the mainstream publishing industry as well because publishers are looking at what's being published and if it um, grows in popularity amongst the readers then they might pick it up and take it on as a mainstream title. I know you see the benefits of, of e-books but there's something about, I mean again you brought in your, forgive me, slightly tatty John le Carre there, there's something about physically holding it isn't there? Absolutely. And, and a sense of pride and of you have an actual object. Would that feel the same to you as an e-book? No, I don't think it does at the moment. I mean, I would prefer to read a novel like this. There's something... I mean, some people sniff their books, don't they? Mm, they pick mm, them up and absolutely. they... Absolutely. That's they one of the joys of a new like. book. Yeah. And uh, so there is a definite advantage to the physical object. And there's kind of storage issues as well. I mean, how often do you play your old cassettes? Mm, um, mm. Whereas with a book, you can pick it up off your shelf and read it again 10 years later. The paper may have faded, but there's still... You know, it's, the text is there. And it may be a much-loved book. You have memories about where you were when you read it and all those sorts of associations. Publishers, though, looking at what options e-books could give them? Absolutely. Um, 
for example, the University Library at Brooks, we're buying more um, e-books there for the library, and that's very convenient for students who may not want to come into the library and they just want to access one chapter or something like that for their study. Definite um, potential for publishers for academic and reference. The big question is over when we get to titles like fiction titles, will will the position change? Will readers switch over to something more electronic? And uh, I mean, another potentially exciting development is they're developing electronic paper in the States. So you could have something that looks like a book and mm -hmm. opens like a book on which you can have any book you wanted. Um, just it would be like a screen it. inside? It be, or? Um, so far, they produce posters and things like that. It just takes the, it, it remembers the image, the electronic paper, but you could then switch over to another title. Um, but again, that's, that's sort of trying to imitate the advantages of a, a paper book. You've mentioned already how uh, music downloads have certainly killed off vinyl, and uh, they're, they're seeing the rapid demise, it appears, of a CD. Can you see e-books replacing traditional books one day? Not at the moment, unless we see the equivalent of the iPod, something cool that you go to London and you're sitting on the underground and everyone's got one there and they think it's really great. At the moment, it's cool to have a book. Um, Penguin did research which said that you were... Um, you were perceived as a sexier person if you were someone who reads books um, and you're out there in public holding a book. Oh, really? Um, having, being a person who reads books and has books in your home is seen as, you know, it's, it's, it's part of um, making people think you're a cool person. So that's it. D dating from now on means uh, going down the supermarket, yeah, with a having a dog and yeah. a book. When you're going to the supermarket, buy a book, put it in your trolley. Sounds fantastic. Angus Phillips, Director of the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies at Oxford Brooks. Many thanks for joining us.